Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, guys, what's going on? It's your girl, Tiffany. I am back on the Winner Circle. Remember, like, subscribe, comment, and share. I have to remind you guys of these things because this is important for my success. Don't you want to hear what I have to say? Nobody will hear what I have to say if you don't like, subscribe, share, and comment. Welcome back to the Winner Circle. We have to get into what's been going on on the BB Live feeds in the Big Brother house, my ex home. Um, so. We had an episode and all of that. Uh, I don't even know if we had an episode last time we talked, but let me tell you what I saw. Let me tell you what you missed. So it's really interesting. We got to talk about Daniel and this veto, Kyle and his showman's, Taylor stepping on these girls' necks with those high heels, uh, Joseph, attorney at law. All right. So here's what happened. Daniel had um, Daniel had the power of veto along with Kyle and the guys in the leftovers had come up with this idea that they didn't want the veto used and that Alyssa should go home. After all of these conversations that Kyle has had with Alyssa about not using, uh, not leaving her on the block and using the veto the guys in the leftover have let Kyle know that we think that noms should stay the same. We don't want the veto used. We want Alyssa to go. And Kyle kind of tries to come with some reasons and reasoning about it. Like, you know, it's kind of messed up, but he starts to realize that his rank in the leftovers may not be as high as he thinks it is. So he goes to have this conversation that Monty wants him to have with Daniel anyway about not using the veto. In the process of the leftovers having their conversation about not using it, which is the veto, Daniel and Nicole are having a conversation trying to see what's going on in Monty's head. If Monty doesn't want us to use the veto, then that means he's realized he doesn't have enough numbers on his side to keep Taylor here because Daniel and Nicole have obviously figured out that Taylor is working with uh, the other group who is not them, which Daniel laid out to Kyle. He named every single person in the leftover alliance with the exception of Kyle, thinking Kyle is on his side. And so Daniel and Nicole have this theory that if Monty doesn't want Daniel or Kyle to use the veto to pull Alyssa and Indy off the block to nominate Nicole and Taylor, that means Monty does not have enough numbers in his alliance to evict Taylor. And if 
Monty comes at them or sends word to them that this is his plan, then they automatically know they have more numbers on their side than Monty does. So when Kyle comes to have this conversation with Daniel about using the veto, Daniel realizes Monty doesn't want the veto used. Daniel and Nicole believe that they are correct. They have surmised that the best thing for them to do is to use the veto, pull down Alyssa and Indy, let Monty nominate Nicole and Taylor because he obviously does not have enough numbers to send Taylor home. Well, that does happen that they do use the veto. Monty does nominate Nicole and Taylor. And Nicole at this point now, even though she feels she should be safe, she still is kind of wondering if I leave, if I leave, am I safe? Do they have the numbers? She's not all that confident, but I find it so comical that the HOH asked them not to use the veto and to leave nominations the same. And Daniel says, I am not doing that. I am definitely using the veto so you can replace your nominations with my final two, get her on the block so that we can get out the real target we want gone and the numbers that we have on our side to send this target home. And the whole time, the leftovers really do have the numbers to send a call home. However, in the Big Brother house, I never count anything as set in stone until we are done. I can tell you by experience that I was never so sure of any single vote until after Julie read it and I saw them walk out the door. Anything can change in the Big Brother house at any given moment. But Daniel is so sure that Taylor will go home over Nicole. So now we got Nicole and Taylor on the block. Um, let me just tell you all about Miss Taylor. Taylor gets nominated. She goes and gets dressed in her swimwear suit, um, her little cover-up, her heels. God forbid a woman be beautiful. If a woman is beautiful, oh my gosh, she must be doing and trying to do something besides enjoy her life. Be fabulous. Be beautiful. What are all these commercials and all of this um, influencing women to be bold and strong and great and gorgeous and embrace themselves, embrace their hair, their color, their height, their size, their weight, their beauty, embrace themselves when you can't, you, you can't, when you can't do it. So Taylor is loving herself and she's going outside with her stuff that she brought from home. And she walks around in her heels and her swimwear, and apparently that's a problem. It has rubbed all the girls the wrong way. God forbid she be beautiful. Oh, okay. Anyway, so she goes out to the backyard, and this just gets all up underneath the girl's skin. And I don't mind Miss Taylor being unbothered. It is not my problem if my beauty offends you. However, wait, 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 wait. Let me just, let me touch on this, though, for real. In an objective point of view about how Taylor and other pretty women go about strategy, there is something called pretty girl maintenance or pretty bitch maintenance because I know some men who got to do it too. 
Maybe I'm not calling them bitches. I'm just saying, you know, men use that word loosely sometimes. They, you know, anyway, you got to do pretty girl maintenance, okay? What that is, pretty girl maintenance is when you recognize whether you have the confidence in yourself to believe you are um, appearing to others or not in a certain way or whether um, you have the confidence that others think that you have. When you know that your beauty, your booty, whatever it is about you alarms certain women or puts them in a certain, you know, it makes them feel a certain way, you have to do pretty girl maintenance, which means you have to disarm these women who will use your pretty, and I'm not using pretty in a, in a, color or tone a hair whatever it is about you that makes someone intimidated because you look the way you look that's pretty so you have to do a little pretty girl maintenance and disarming them and making them feel comfortable around you and maybe taylor hasn't done so good of a job as that but maybe she doesn't know that her beauty is intimidating I also find that hard to believe because of the industry that she's been in, but maybe to her, she just sees herself as a regular person. It's a lot. I definitely can understand that. Like some people just see themselves as I'm just regular. I think all of these people are beautiful. I don't feel like I should have to be any less or dim my light at all to, for them to shine. And you don't. In a game though, there's strategy and in strategy, you have to know how your appearance affects other people. Even when there are men who are athletic, even in my season, you have Frenchie saying, I want to get out the meatheads, the muscle men, those type of men who may have no other strategy, no other asset to bring to the table besides how they look, their muscles is intimidating to other men who find that, that they want to get those people out. So then you have to disarm the people who will be intimidated by um, your prettiness. And so a lot of things kind of led to um, people feeling a certain way about her, none directly her fault at all. It's just when you're pretty, you got to disarm other women with some pretty girl maintenance being just like, hey, oh yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't pay that no attention. You just got to, you got to disarm them and let them know, uh-uh, girl, you, you, you the fabulous one. I'm looking at you. I'm trying to be like you, girl. No, you mean <laughs> these extensions, girl, everybody got these extensions. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> no, I'm just out here just enjoying my life. I, Me, I'm cute. <laughs> you are so sweet. I was looking at you. I thought I said, <laughs> she the prettiest one up in here. You got to, you got to have a little game about yourself. You got to do a little pretty girl magnet. So anyway. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Um, that that uh, didn't come into play. And so these women have not been maintained. And so now they're out of control. Whenever they see Taylor being a beautiful woman, you know, it's, God forbid she's being beautiful today. So... Any, anyhow, Michael's birthday comes along and we are all, including me, 
staying up in the late night hours waiting on the alcohol. I said, damn, I remember when they gave me two beers and a bottle of wine and I had to split it with 15 people, at least 13. It, you don't get but a sip. But after being in the Big Brother house with, on a on clean in a detox phase, any little sip of anything coming through there is a lot. And your tolerance level is at an all-time low, and mine still is. But speaking of that, I'm going to take a sip. It's just iced coffee. Don't get excited, y'all. It's the middle of the day. But somewhere it's 5 o'clock. Um, here it's 7.47. Uh, anyway, uh, Kyle and Alyssa... Or Alyssa and Kyle, I like I like to put the um, credit where it's due. We're gonna give. I'm gonna say her name first because she's the leader here. Alyssa and Kyle are getting a little close, and Kyle, I ain't gonna lie, I really was thinking in the beginning like Kyle is really just trying to tell Alyssa things that will. Um, allow him uh, to be close to her he's he's feeding her ego he's stroking her ego and you know that works uh, that's a that's a nice strategy too sometimes but after watching Kyle and Alyssa uh after uh, Michael's birthday I said Kyle might like her he's he's like you are perfect they really put someone in here who is just my type. They said, what is his type? What does he like? And he is like, you are perfect for me. I do not 100% feel like he is just telling her sweet nothings. Now, they still might be nothings because they may not lead anywhere. But I think that she's woken the dragon and um, he is somewhere thinking about something and I'm a little concerned about his game but I will come back to that um I do want to talk about Britney's and Taylor's conversation Britney and Taylor had a conversation about Britney feeling that she wishes she would have play things differently in the beginning with not being so aligned to Taylor. And I actually do think that she's genuine about that. Um, but, you know, even when you're in the house and you're playing a game with someone, you are still cognizant that you're being watched. You're still playing a game with production as well. So you're always, when you're playing a game with, you're playing a game with everybody. And so I'm not saying she's playing a game and um, opening up to Taylor and apologizing to her. And she sh she did shed some tears about how she felt. And I really do believe that they're genuine. But a part of me is always wondering um, how much of this is game and how much of this is real. Just because I'm a little jaded in my head after leaving that house and I am still processing. So before the house, I probably was a little more forgiving. But since the house and then the challenge, I'm just like, I don't believe you. So anyway, <laughs> kind of believer. I'm always I'm always just uh, on, on a good little, it's never going to be 100%. Um, but then they start talking game. And they start discussing, like, uh, maybe a possible final two. And I'm not going to lie. I don't know if they sealed the final two or they just brought up the idea. 
But I started thinking about um, for both of their games, what would be better for them strategically um, to align to help their future success in the game. And I think that Brittany and Taylor in a final two is really good for both of them because as they express, like they would have to vote for one of us. I think if Brittany sits next to anybody, most of them have more friends than her in the jury. I think that whoever she sat next to may get a vote. And I think the same is true for Taylor. I think most people like everybody else except her or they like everyone else more than her. I won't say they liked everybody else except her. I misspoke on that. I will say that um, right now the dynamics are she's not the most liked person, but she is liked by her alliance. And those are the people that she needs in jury. But her best chance of um, getting votes from the jury to me right now is sitting next to Brittany because they're kind of hand in hand. This conversation takes place and I honestly, for Taylor's game and Brittany's game, I'm here for a final two with them. I could, I could go with who I think would help them along the way. Like we could say Michael and Brittany make a great final two, but Michael and Brittany sitting next to each other, it's it's always going to be Michael unless Brittany's game changes and she brings something more to the table to make the jury say, oh, my gosh, when she got to this point, she turned it up a notch, which always can happen. You know, I think I, I feel that when Pooch left, Joseph clicked because it's easy to rely on someone else's point of view. It's easy to get with someone else and depend on them to help you make a decision. But when you don't have that person there, then you only have you and you will go into a special place in your mind and figure it out. F-I-O, figure it out. And I think that's what happened with Joseph. He was so reliant on Pooch. Then when he left, he's like, I have got to figure out something else. And then Joseph 25 attorney at law kicked in. Well, Brittany could change her game. She could, she could, we, she's been saying we haven't really seen a lot of her, you know, but I do think that the best thing for Brittany and Taylor um, is probably to stick together with each other because them two sitting next to anyone else, I'm not really sure where they match up with the jury as far as votes, unless, like I said, their game changes dramatically. You just have to vote for them. Speaking of final twos, Kyle starts thinking about where he is in the leftover alliance. And with the conversation about the veto, them wanting and deciding on whether it should be used or not, when it was him and Daniel that won the veto, and then he's not even able to express effect, not he's not able to express, but they're not willing to hear what he wants to do with the veto. They've already made this decision he starts to realize where he lays in and where he falls in priority with the with the leftovers and he's not really in it um well not he's not really in it but he's not at the top of it they're making decisions they're giving them to him and he's supposed to follow orders and i think that makes him uncomfortable as it should i honestly would feel like uh I would be thinking very intently on how 
to change my position in this alliance if I realize I'm at the bottom. You might say, well, girl, you was at the bottom of the six. You didn't change that. But that doesn't mean I wasn't always thinking about how to change it. I always knew I was at the bottom of the six. Um, and I was always thinking of ways to get me closer to um, a final two. But there were factors that I just I just couldn't make up in time. So Kyle is thinking about his position in the leftovers and realizing that the name of the game so far has been to backdoor people. And he starts to realize like, mm, I don't necessarily want to be backdoored. I would definitely start thinking that I would not be safe. And I don't think anyone in this house should feel safe because everyone is lying to everyone and the back door is open. Usually that's like your, the back door is your, um, you just use that like uh, in case of emergency. Like we know we can't get him out on, on um, right away. We know we can't put this person on the block up front. So we need to back door them. You probably have a couple of those. This season seems to be like, that is just what we do. I'm going to lie, lie, lie straight to your face and everyone else's face so that we can ultimately backdoor someone. And I will say, I was not excited about this season in the beginning, but there's so much unknown and there's so many expect the unexpected production named titled and themed Big Brother Expect the Unexpected, but um, there's not a whole lot of unexpected we get from production. No diss to production. I, You guys are my friends. I love you. Um, but in the house, as far as what the house guests will do, won't do, which way they're going, who they're working with, um, who's going to be the target, there's a lot more of expecting the unexpected. And I, as a Big Brother fan, love a nice, confused house because I'm always trying to figure out what the heck are they doing and what are they doing next. So they're definitely bringing um, some entertainment and uh, they've got me interested in what the next moves are because things in the house do change fairly quickly. And so, you know, uh, with Kyle saying, I don't want to be backdoored to Turner, I totally feel him on that because that's exactly what I would be thinking. How do I know if I'm safe? Everyone in my alliance is a great liar. I've sat in conversations and they've filled me in on how they're lying to other people. I said it before. If you bring a bone, you carry a bone. If you lie to them, you'll lie to me. And I hope that I'm not a person you'll lie to. But I will just have to trust that I'm on the inside and not on the outside. But how do you trust that? And how do you gain that type of trust? in such a short amount of time. So no one in this house really trusts anyone. Kyle is talking to Turner and he brings up like, um, you know, I don't want to be backdoored. And then Turner says to him, like, I don't want to cross the line here. Tell me if I am crossing a line, but do you have a final two with anybody? Um, my answer is always no. But if I'm totally being honest and I do want to work with you, you have to build trust. And so for me in that moment, um, I say, like I said to Chada, these are the people I have deals with. And 
these are the deals I'm going to uphold, but I'm telling you all of this so that you trust me because anyone can come to you and tell you um, exactly what I have said. And I don't want you to be like, why didn't you tell me? So Kyle and Turner, Kyle, Turner asked Kyle, does he have a final two with anyone? He says, no, Kyle and Turner, it's like the, it's like the nice recipe. It's a nice moment to get a final two established. It, Cause honestly, that is kind of hard to determine. Like you have to know that you want a final two with this person. You don't want to say that to someone and not mean it. Um, that is really like the end all deal is me and you are going to the end. So it's understandable when people are uh, disappointed, hurt, feel backstabbed when you offer them a final two and, and you have no intention of going there. I'm sorry, Claire, period. I do think that this is good for Kyle to have Turner thinking he has a final two with him. But now I want to go back to Kyle and Alyssa and their showmans. Hmm. Alyssa is weighing him down, baby. He cannot stand the heat in the kitchen. Alyssa kissed all up his elbow, all up the side of his arm, all around his neck, the back of his knee. She is landing these kisses. And I ain't Kyle, but if I am and I'm in the big brother house, those days, it's a lot of days and it's early. That is really like my concern for them. It's so early and you have so long to be there that um, it might get a little tough to pump the brakes on this. They may end up going the distance. I'm sorry, Kyle's mom. He is a man and he is being tempted and he's attracted to her. It's definitely gotta be hard for him to say why he shouldn't when it's there. She's laying it out for him. She mentioned the shower is a private place. Um, she's comfortable with being affectionate towards him. So I think Kyle is in a situation where if he wasn't really interested in Alyssa, she's gotten his attention and he is interested in her now, whatever her is, her, I don't know if it's her mind, her game, her body, which she's offering him. She has gotten his attention. She has awakened the dragon. The dragon is up. He said, I'm here, ma'am. You called me. You want me to come? I'm here, ma'am. And for Alyssa, honestly, it's kind of good. Here's why it's good. Because today, Joseph, 25, attorney at law, was going about how they, the, the order of eviction and he is using the fact that Kyle has expressed how smart Alyssa is. And let's not forget that for the first couple of weeks, Kyle was dragging Alyssa on 
everything to his leftover alliance and his friends before they formed the leftovers. Like, I don't know about this girl. She's told me this. She's told me that. And Joseph is saying she's very smart. I think after Nicole, after Daniel, should probably be Alyssa. And I think that Joseph is saying this, not necessarily because she's smart and not that she's not smart and not that he doesn't think she's smart, but he's using Kyle's words against him as strategy as for why Alyssa should be targeted because Kyle is probably, I'm sorry, Joseph is realizing the bond growing between Kyle and Alyssa. And Kyle in his own words said, I am a weak, weak man to Alyssa. And he said, I am a weak, weak man. Joseph probably feels that Kyle is weakening towards Alyssa. And this is not good for Joseph's game. But Alyssa is probably good for Kyle's game, in my opinion. I don't know how good the showmance is for his game because uh, if he starts thinking mm, with the wrong head then um, the only thing is he would just try to protect her and protect her more. And he showed today that he's definitely trying to protect her. He wants to protect Alyssa. Every time Joseph made a point about why she wasn't good to keep along and keep long term, he didn't def he didn't like defend her and go like, no, we have to keep her. She should be kept. But he's just saying like, um, she's not really coming for any of us. I know you think she's smart, but she's not really doing that. And we don't talk game. But I did see a shift in the dynamic of, J of Kyle wanting to keep Alyssa around because Alyssa is a number for her, for him. If Alyssa gets HOH, she's not putting Kyle up. If she wins veto for any obscene reason and needs to use it to protect Kyle, she will. Alyssa is a number for Kyle. And if I were Kyle, I would, I don't even think he needs a final two with her. I think that she will just roll with him as long as um, she feels that he is prioritizing her. And so if he continues to protect her, it is good for his game because she is always someone he can count on to be by his side. And I don't think that he can really count on anyone else to be by his side in that way. Everybody's playing to win. I don't necessarily know that Alyssa's playing to win. I think she's now playing, which is the dangerous side for her. She's now playing maybe for Kyle, like to impress him, to stay in the house, to stay close to him, to get her, to get him close to her, to maybe gather him information. Um, and it, you know, it happens. It, it, it happens. Um, she's focused on Kyle. Kyle is focused on the game. He is also focused on Alyssa, and he might just need to get it out the way. If he get it out the way, he could probably think better, but she going to be messed up. Hey, I'm an older woman. I know these things, and I'm not saying I know everything, but she's going to be messed up. He's going to feel a whole lot better, and then he'll be able to think clearly. And honestly, I'm going to go to the next subject. So, um, what else do I have? I've got some I've got some questions that were very interesting on my Twitter. So uh, let's see. Vofies asked me um, three people you think are playing the best game so far and why? Um, I I do think let me just be clear about this. First of all, I was I was um, expecting to 
watch BB24 and just have so much love for everything about it just because I've, I just come off my season. It's the first season that is like a real season for me because I don't could count Celebrity Big Brother like as a real season. And I didn't uh, watch it as in-depthly as I'm watching the uh, real season of Big Brother, which is where I live is in the real season of Big Brother. But um, watching it, I just wasn't in love with anybody. And I didn't really like the dynamics of the house. And I kind of felt a lot of empathy towards Taylor. And so I just adapted like the the fan in me, like, I don't like seeing her go through this. But then also the human in me and the player in me who's been in the house was like, I don't like to see that this is going on. Do we shit talk in the game? A hundred percent. We shit talk in real life. Y'all gonna play with y'all selves. So y'all not gonna play with me. If you make me, if you're sitting out there in your real fake world trying to act like you don't talk shit about nobody. None of us are flawless. None of us are without error. We all say something about someone that if they heard it, they could be offended, whether it's true, whether you meant it to be offensive or whether it was the kindest way you could put it or not. We've all said some things and we've all behaved some ways that if cameras were on you 24 seven, you would be apologizing for some of the things you said and done too. So I don't feel that anyone should be out here pointing fingers at acting like they've never done anything. I am not flawless. Y'all saw me, so I'm not flawless. I also feel like if you can't, um, if you don't want nobody messing with your head, this is a game designed to mess with your head. Um, if you don't want people in the house lying to you, deceiving you, manipulating you, backstabbing you, don't apply to go on Big Brother. Don't pray. Don't get a reference. Don't fill out an app. Don't send a video. Don't do any of that. Expect people. I didn't say if you don't want to do it. I said if you don't expect other people to do it to you. If you don't expect these things to happen, you don't want these things to happen, you are in the wrong game. Go play Uno. In this game, in Big Brother, in a lot of these reality competition shows, you are going to have people lying and manipulating and talking shit about you either to your face or behind your back. That is not my point. It is the personal attacks against people. And I am, again, without flaws. So I get it. And we learn. And in our learning, as I said in my last episode, it's not just about apologizing. The apologies actually mean nothing. It is what you do moving forward. Um, and I've definitely expressed that I don't give a damn about talking and helping any and some of these people moving forward because that's not my job. I'm not a psychologist. CBS doesn't pay me for that. Those things are done out of the kindness of one's heart. And I'm saving it. <laughs> I'm saving my kindness. It's not a whole lot. It is a whole lot, but I use it wisely. So people do talk mess about people, but it is me knowing exactly how it feels to live in that house, to be away from your family, loved one, friends, things that can help comfort you, your coping mechanisms, and not to know what it feels like to be alone, but to still have moments when you cry, feel sad, and want to go home. To watch it back and to see um, individuals be isolated, left alone, ostracized, talk bad about crying, feeling um, deserted and neglected and alone, that hurts. And I think that that is unnecessary and not a part of the game. So I forgot where I was. But anyway, what I'm saying is 
people are going to talk crap about you in the house. That being said, my three people that I like the the game that they're playing, um, I like I I like I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name a couple. Uh, I like Michael's game. Michael hasn't had his name come up in any gossip, drama, lies, anything, but he does need a little protection. And I think that he's at the kind of the bottom of um, both sides of the house, but he is a good competitor. He's shown that he can, he knows when to be quiet, which is probably like if I had a BB 101, that's in like the top five rules of law. Know when to be quiet. Michael knows that. Um, I like that people are just comfortable giving him information without him even having to ask for it. I do like, I like, um, I like the way Kyle is playing because he's playing like he doesn't know a lot of things. And they're kind of assuming that he's not thinking when really he is. The way he played Daniel about the using the veto, counting the votes, divvying up these sides of the house. I like that he's able to play the position that people expect him to play. You think I'm this dumb guy? You think I'm this jock? You think I'm just stuck uh, trying to get with this girl? I'm going to feed into that and use that to my best ability. It's smart gameplay. Um, and I also like... Um, who was it? Uh, and Joseph, Joseph, attorney at law. I was listening to him today. He's in the, uh, I think they're in the HOH room and they're all talking and they're, they're going over reasons why Alyssa should, should probably go. And I think Joseph's reason for at least Alyssa going is he can see that it is going to affect Kyle's decisions moving forward. And he is not saying that this is what I want and this is what I think we should do because no one cares about what you want and what you sh you think we should do. I only care if you're including me, especially in this game. And so Joseph phrases his arguments about Alyssa staying or going based on the things that Kyla said and also what is best for their alliance. And so then how can you argue with that? He's he's giving them points about, you know, she's smart and she's got a way of doing this. And then I'm just concerned. Joseph's making points about Alyssa and her relationships with other people in the house, her relationships with Jasmine, her relationship with Indy, and why it's not good for them to, to focus on keeping her around long term. But for Kyle's game, do I think that Alyssa is good for Kyle's game? Um, I do and I don't. I do think she's good for his game because she's somebody he can um, vent to. She's somebody he can talk to, he can uh, release to. And I don't mean in, in that way, the way y'all going. But if he decides to and she's willing to, I think that that would be a relief for him. But I do think that she's a friend to him and having a friend in this house uh, helps your mental a lot. Uh, so I do think she's good for him to have in the game. I just don't know how he will move forward with 
his decisions when he has to think about protecting Alyssa, who's not in the leftovers, versus protecting the leftovers, which he's not in the top of the leftovers. There's the pound in the leftovers. And so he might be the pound plus Kyle, and he's got to hope that he gets there or they've got to stay in in their position. But I, I'm not... I'm not not feeling Kyle welcoming Alyssa Moore into him because she is a number and protection for him. And I honestly don't know that anyone else besides Nicole and Daniel that have that type of loyalty to each other. I think Alyssa will be loyal to him. Oh, a loyal Alyssa. Let's see. We'll see. Let's put our money on it. Let's figure it out. If if she's loyal, then I'll, I'll I'll change my mind. Let's see. Nicole. Okay, someone asked me about Nicole slut shaming Taylor because Taylor went in there and was like, you know, Nicole, Nicole and Taylor had a talk. And then Taylor says, um, Nicole says to Taylor, well, I don't know what kind of magic you worked on them, but they, um, whatever, they didn't want to use it or they, whatever she says, they used it. I don't know. I forget. But Taylor goes like, yeah, but. I mean, I didn't sleep with anybody or anything. She goes, oh, my God, I'm a 41-year-old woman. I, I love that she has to throw that out there. Um, we don't need to know that every single day. Um, just be it. You don't have to say it. And um, she's like, I would never slut shame you. But you did, girl. You did. Um, but this question comes from my girl, Janelle. And I haven't even read it. So I can't say that I pre-pick this question to answer or not, but I'm going to read it right now. Janelle says, Queen, please discuss who you see as the winkest link in the leftovers. Also, who out of the Girls Girls Alliance, who do you think is playing the best game? And can you get Kyle's mom on the show? <laughs> um, I'm going to go in reverse order. I'm going to answer them how I want to. Honestly, I think I could get Kyle's mom on the show. Do we want Kyle's mom on the show? Like this video if you want Kyle's mom on the show. And I'll see if she'll come talk to me. She may. I mean, I would definitely make her feel comfortable. I, I'm a mother. I don't want to answer weird questions about my son. But if she wants to to discuss the game and how he's playing at this from this point and what she thinks about it, I'm willing to be, allow her to come on here at her comfort level. Level and discuss it. So Kyle's mom, you're welcome to come kick it with me. I would love to have you. Um, who do I see as the weakest link in the leftover alliance? I mean, honestly, the weakest link is, oh, I'm, I'm thinking Turner Brittany. And the, and the reason I'm saying that is because the guys really manipulated Turner's HOH, completely went in and big brothered him into doing what they thought they should do, forming an alliance on his HOH, changing his nominations in his mind, getting out the target that they wanted. The, the leftovers HOH was uh, was Turner's HOH. So the fact that he had thought about his HOH being one way and by the time it was over, the leftovers had conducted it their way. Um, and even though it did benefit him a little bit because now he's in this um, this large alliance, I still don't know that what he wants matters unless Kyle is serious about bringing Turner to final two with him. 
and he may because he may not want to um have a final two with Alyssa, which I don't disagree with that because in jury, if Alyssa has all of the girls and all of the girls are her friends and she's the most liked. Um, and I'm not saying that girls vote based on who they like. We hope that every juror votes based on gameplay, um, what they did and what, their con- what they contributed and who played the best game. But that doesn't mean that when people are selecting their final twos that they're not thinking in the, fa- in the fa- fashion of, well, if I sit next to a girl and it's girls in the jury, then the girls are going to vote for her. Some people think like that. Just go back to my season and watch it. Because that's what they said. So, honestly, I'm going to say something. That was what I heard. The reason that Aza wasn't in the final two is because the men thought that if they sat next to a woman on BB23 that the jury that was made up of mostly women would vote for the woman over the player or over the game that we were basing our votes on um on sex or gender and you know also you know there's a lot of people saying we was basing our votes off color and you can think what you want so for Kyle he may really consider taking Turner. And if Kyle is really considering that Turner should be his final two because Monty and Joseph obviously have something, then um, maybe Turner is in a better position. But I do think that maybe Brittany and Turner may be at the bottom. Um, I'm a little concerned about Michael and Brittany at being at the bottom of the leftovers, but I don't consider Michael to be weak. I know he's playing the game. I know Michael knows the game. I know that he can win competitions. He's keeping very quiet about things. I think he's one of the strongest people in the leftovers. I just don't know where he ranks with the leftovers, but I I definitely think he's one of the stronger players. Taylor, She's she's come close in a couple of competitions. Uh, she's starting to become more self-aware in the house because she's been filled in on the conversations that have been had behind her back. So she's not as aloof or trusting to these people. So um, she's a little more protected. I don't know that um, they view her as being able to win comps or sway people's vote because having someone who can speak and influence others, having someone influential is very powerful. And Joseph is very influential. Um, so he's kind of at the top. And then also Miss Queen Janelle asked, who on the Girls Girl Alliance do I think is playing the best game? Damn, why you ask me that? Because I got to be honest. That's just how I am. Um, all out, out of the girls, girls, the person whose name comes up the least as being a target, a threat, someone to go on the block is Jasmine. No one is looking at Jasmine as a threat. She's scooting around on a scooter. She finally took the wrap off of her ankle. Alyssa, Indy, Kyle, Joseph, Tyler, Michael, James, Joseph, Jangle, Heimer, Schmidt. Got to drag her scooter up the stairs. Um, And they do it. 
she gets to use Monty's HOH bathroom when she's got to pee, even if he's in the tub. She's sitting in a good position with the girls' girls. Um, they don't, they, they're not really willing to say her name. I don't know if that's because it's due to her injury and people are like, well, she's not going to win an, an HOH or whatever or any kind of comps. So they feel her as not being a threat. But Jasmine's sitting the best in the girls' girls. Uh, let's see. Feelings aside, Daniel. Feelings aside about Daniel. How you know I got feelings about Daniel? Um, it is Isa Gonzalez. Um, what was was his logic for using the veto correct, and what would you have done in that position? If it's my, if it, there's any potential that the person that I am closely aligned with is going to go on the block, if I use the veto, then I'm not using the veto. Let's see. I'm just going to scroll real quick. I don't want to. Oh, wait. Someone said this is my question, too. How do you feel about Kyle's and Alyssa's budding showmance? I, I answered that. I, I pretty much think I did. Uh, do you think the pound, Joseph, Kyle, Monty, Turner, which Kyle is at the bottom, will stick together or will they split up once they hit a final six or seven? I honestly think that um, something's going to happen before they get to six or seven, because that's a lot of people to try to please work together, stay on the same page, unless they are um, very sure that they all have the same targets. And here's the problem. Alyssa's not in that and neither is Terrence. So some people may feel that it is beneficial for them to keep Terrence around. And some, and then Kyle also, Kyle and Turner feels that it's probably beneficial for them to keep Alyssa around. Alyssa, Turner likes Alyssa as well, but I, I don't think he likes her in the same way that Kyle likes her. But he doesn't mind having her around, which is also why I think that Kyle and Turner work together on their final two. But I don't think they'll, I don't, I, I don't know that the, I don't know that Kyle's best interest is to stay with the pound. And I think he knows that. And I think that's why he's um, considering getting closer to Alyssa and um, working with her, which really he should. And what do I think will happen? So tap 12012 asks me, what do you think will happen Thursday night? And Taylor's speech, and when do you think the Bessie Swiss will end? Okay. Um, Thursday night, let me just tell you, I said this at the beginning, I am never fully confident that uh, what we expect to happen will happen. There are so many things that can happen. The Here's the good thing about it being Taylor on the block. She's got block experience. She has witnessed and experienced the packing of the bag, the being on the block during the week, the campaigning. She knows what to expect. And so once you get a little experience with that, the anxiety level drops down a little bit. So she, as long as she remains cool, she remains calm. Her name doesn't come up in anything. She should be okay. Nicole has been you know, very anxious, which she should be the whole time, because if her instinct and her gut leads her correctly, she will know that she is in danger and she needs to do some campaigning. I don't know what she can offer because she's told everyone everything about her. And um, she's kind of not made herself as likable um, to, to people in recently and so they're kind of like you can go even with the girls even with jasmine even with indy she's kind of made herself even with Alyssa, she's kind of made herself 
Um, she's ostracized herself and really just locked in with Daniel, but she's relying on this alliance that has fallen apart a long time ago to keep her safe. And I definitely think and hope that Taylor's speech, girl, make it the best one. Be known for something. I wanted to make history. I want a whole street named after me. This was way before BB. I lived to be historic. Okay. Set your name in something, Taylor. Gonna make you a good speech so somebody can reenact it later. And I expect the Bessie Swiss to probably end um, when we get to the jury. So uh, we have like two more evictions, I believe, before we will be in jury, uh, the jury count. But but whatever that is, I expect it to be, um, I expect that to end in jury. And with that, guys, I think I have given you everything that... Um, has occurred since I'd last talked to you, but I will see you guys in a couple days and I will catch you up on anything I missed. I think looking at my notes, I went over everything. You can catch me back on the winter circle Mondays and Wednesdays. We drop the podcast on Spotify and Apple first thing in the morning. So you can listen on your way to work. And then we drop the YouTube video later on in the early evening. So you can watch it when you get home. Follow me on Instagram at absolutely gorgeous 100 where I've been missing for a little bit. Cause honey, Twitter got me tied up and you can follow me on Twitter. I'm always hashtagging BB 24 and the challenge USA, because I also record for the challenge and do a recap on Mondays. So follow me on Twitter at absolutely tiff. I love you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Just so you know, I'm reading the comments. I don't get to comment and like on everything because I'm, I'm just trying to get so much done all for you. I'm trying to make sure I'm keeping up with the live feeds, taking my notes, being able to get here to report to you and all of that. But I, I'm reading the comments. I'm liking some of them. Um, even the ones I don't like, I'm, I'm reading them too. And I like, I like what you guys are saying. I love the feedback. It helps me because if you're watching, I want to give you what you came to see. I want to be able to grow my brand and expand. And you guys are, you, you are who helped me. So let me know what you're looking for. So I can try to give you more of that comment, like subscribe and share. Cause so many people are still asking me, where's this podcast? This is Tiffany's channel. Where is she speaking from? So share it on my page, share it in your links, just share it. I love you guys. I will talk to you later. Bye.